Hey, what's going on? I hope everybody's had a great day today. Uh, I hope, you know, you're either at home resting up, just enjoying family time or enjoying the day, enjoying wherever you're at right now. Enjoying it. You know, uh, we get so worked up that we get caught up in worry and all this other stuff that we don't enjoy the moment that we have. The moments with our family, the moments with our friends, the moments with the Lord, uh, just the everyday moments. So I just, you know, I hope and I pray that right now you're just enjoying the moment. Stop and just enjoy it. But that's got nothing really to do with what I want to talk about. But I, w I do want to say something. As I put out a video this morning talking about in the waiting, p being patient, not getting ahead of God, and and uh, and trying to put anything in front of Him. Um, in that same chapter, that was in Exodus 32. So the story was that the Israelites, you know, coming from Egypt, going to their promised land, Moses is leading them. Moses goes up to the mountain where God speaks to uh, to Moses, gives him the detail of uh, the ark and everything else, and also gives him the Ten Commandments. And then he comes down, and before he comes down, the uh, this is when the Israelites uh, got impatient, well, couldn't wait on God anymore, and decided to make idols and started doing their own thing. And God, in uh, Exodus 32, before Moses came down, seen what happened and burned in anger. That's just like our sin. You know, it burns God, you know? And, and so it's burning him in anger, and he's wanting to destroy the people, and he's wanting to come down. And he says, um, and so he's telling Moses this. And he says, I want to come, and I'm, I'm fixing to bring it. Um, bring disaster on the people. And so Moses is up there before he ever comes down. This is what he says. Verse 11, Exodus 32. And this is what I want to talk about. So get this. Uh, Exodus 32, verse 11. But Moses sought the favor of the Lord his God. In other words, Moses was up there and he was praying to God. He was speaking to God. He was seeking God. Lord, he said, why should your anger burn against your people whom you brought out of Egypt with great power and mighty hand? You know, and at first as I'm reading this, I'm thinking like, who are you, Moses, to talk to God like this? But it's okay. Just, you know, open up your heart to God. What you're feeling, give it to him. He says, uh, why should you burn in anger against your people whom you brought out of Egypt with great power and a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say it was evil with evil intent that he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to wipe them off the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce anger, relent, and do not bring disaster on your people. This is what Moses is saying to God. He's saying, relent, God. Turn. Do not be angry at your people. Verse 13, remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, to whom you swore by your own self. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. I will give you descendants all on this land. I promise them, and it will be their inheritance forever. So here Moses is going up there saying, God, don't get angry at them. God, don't do that. God, forgive them. God, relent on them. God, do not destroy the people do not destroy the nation i know they're acting a certain way i know they're acting crazy but god don't do it and then god says this then the lord relented and did not bring on his people the disaster he had threatened listen i don't know what the nation's going on right now i don't know what's going on in your life right now but just like in the old testament moses was sitting there interceding for the people he was talking to the lord he was talking to the god god i know you want to destroy him god i know that they're not doing right but god do not destroy your people god do not come down in anger god relent on your people 
And yes, that's the Old Testament. So let me bring it to the New Testament to give you some hope right now where you're at. Despite the circumstances, despite what's going on around you, the hope that is anchored to your soul that is steadfast in any storm. That's the hope of Jesus Christ right here. Romans 8. Whew, listen to me. Romans 8, 34. Who then will condemn us? Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us, interceding for us. So let me say this, just like Moses interceded for the people of Israel and God did not destroy them. Here we are. If you are covered and accepted by the bloodshed of Jesus Christ, if you've accepted him into your life, and if you're bought into the family right then, he is interceding on your behalf. He is standing in front of the holy God saying, forgive them. God, give them another chance. God, do not destroy them. And that is where your hope is in. Not in the government, not in everything else that's going around, but your hope is in the one who's pleading for you, the one who's interceding for you, the one who is going before you and saying, do not destroy them. You know, Hebrews, it talks about this. It says that you can come to the throne room of grace boldly and confidently. In other words, you can step in to seek God's face boldly and confidently. And you have somebody there that's interceding on your behalf that sympathizes with you that is Jesus Christ man that's so beautiful right now whatever you're going through you're taking your prayers up to the Lord and Jesus is sitting there on your behalf speaking to the Holy God Almighty El Shaddai he is sitting there speaking to him saying give them another chance do not destroy them give them hope let them go give them grace in this situation and that, ladies and gentlemen, is where your hope is in. It's not in the government. It's not in the situations. Yes, the Lord is working through them to give us safety, to give us um, precautions and do all those things. And God bless them. Thank you, Lord, for them. But our true hope is in our true interceding who is pleading for us, who is going to bat for us, who is sitting there covering us with his blood, with his mercy, with his grace. And the beautiful thing about it is you have a covenant with him. Nothing shall separate you from the love of the Lord. Nothing shall separate you. Neither, uh, right here. And I'm convinced, verse 38, and I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons. Neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Neither can uh, coronavirus. None of that stuff can separate us from the love of God. We have one who is sitting on the right hand of the Father, interceding for us, pleading the blood of Christ over us. And I thank God for that. So take your hope today in Jesus Christ, the anchor for your soul, and steadfast in any storms. Listen, I hope you have a great day. Enjoy the moment right now where you're at. God bless. Love you.